and you don't want anything to happen to your pretty little wife, do you? No, I don't cooperate. And they forced me to come and kneel down in front of him, like, shut me down onto my knees. So we were face to face. I was on the hardwood floor, kids on the carpet. Have I thought about it? Have I thought about stabbing him? Oh, more than once. Have I thought about shooting him if I had a gun? The thought is, and I'm not going to say the thought hasn't crossed my mind. He's had me to the point that I wanted to kill his ass. And that's what happened last night? No. He didn't have you to the point last night? No. We were not fighting at all. Disclaimer. In this story, we will be discussing the murder of an adult man. This chapter may be triggering for some listeners. This will be the only warning, so please do not listen if you are sensitive to this topic. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are covering the crimes of influencer wannabe Samantha Wolford. I feel like we'll have lots of clips to play on this one because just like the body camera and everything was released. Yeah. The whole everything is out there. The interrogation. She liked to make videos because, again, she was this actress wannabe. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember watching a lot on this case. I had no idea that, like, this is that case. I didn't mm. remember her name. Um, it's, uh, I don't, it's not, to me, it's not disturbing. It's more stupid. It's you know, so like, stupid. She's so stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, like, it's tragic for mm-hmm. the man who lost his life. It is. But it's not like, you know. Cheshire like it's not like it's not mm-hmm. kids and rape and right. it's just this stupid woman who thought that she had the right and men men who did it for her for nothing like it's so confusing yeah. but honestly let's just jump straight into the story with some background info Ernest Ernie Lee Jr., so we'll call him Ernie because that's his uh, nickname, was born on Christmas 1985 in Mount Pleasant, Texas. His sister described him as being a bookworm. By high school, computers had replaced books. Ernie was an avid gamer and was able to perform his own computer repairs. Then in 2008, Ernie met Samantha at a local tattoo shop and the pair began dating. Samantha's sister apparently said they were like soulmates. Wow. Yeesh. Not so much, mate. He's her person. I don't think soulmates end in uh, murder, but what do I know? <laughs> it's troubling to me that I don't know. Soulmates is supposed to be such a spiritual connection, and I'm just... She spiritually murdered him, And I'm so jaded that whenever I hear he's my soulmate or he's my person, I'm just like... Give it a year. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) We're so... Grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Just negative. It was love at first sight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Give it a month. (laughs) Um... So, Samantha Nicole, well, I don't like her last name. I just don't want to say it. Wolford. Say it like twice like I do. Wolford, Wolford. And then be like, I'm not calling her that ever again. Just, that's what <laughs> I do. What was that? Commissar Jeffsky. Fuck me. Like, that sucked. Honestly, 
I'll probably just keep this whole thing in and uh, <laughs> y'all get what I'm saying. Samantha, that bitch was born in 1989 <laughs> and was the oldest of three children. It's always the old ones that are cuckoo. Anyway. When she, I'm oh, sorry, what, what year was she born? 1989. Oh. Sometimes I say things that will like... <laughs> piss off like a mass majority of like listeners and then i like yes. i go oh <laughs> oops i'm the youngest so that's just my opinion if you're the oldest I'm sorry, whatever all right <laughs> when she was 19 years old she became <laughs> she became pregnant with her first children twins with the father being her high school boyfriend in 2011, she was now with Ernie and became pregnant again, producing another set of twins. A Jesus. Two right? sets of twins? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It's like she probably couldn't even afford one and from I mean, the way that they were living in like squalor. Am I wrong here that... You're going to tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> that's my favorite video of all time. I'm just She saying. was a witch. She came down in a bubble, dude. <laughs> Anyways, um, isn't the twin thing determined by the male? I thought it was a male thing. I have recently learned that allegedly it's not even a thing. It's not a chromosomal thing? It's not like a genetic thing. Really? It's like a luck of the draw. Really? But like you're telling me it's the luck of the draw and this bitch happened twice? Sure. Mm. It's like to do with like embryos and shit. I don't know. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Was she a drug user? And for all we know, for all anybody knows, she Likely. could have been taking fertility drugs for some crazy reason or you never know. If it was that easy, all of us bitches who want twins would do that. But uh, yeah, no. Why would she, anybody want twins? I would love twins. I think that people that have never had a baby want twins. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's a lot of work. I want twins. You kind of have twins. I do. Gingy and, and Chewy. Chewy. You can not tell them apart unless they're looking straight at you. Oh, they have completely different faces. One looks like a fox, and the other one, you yeah, yeah, well, baby. <laughs> Okay, all right. Back to the story. A fifth child Jesus. arrived in 2013, making Samantha a mother of five by the time she was 24. You're talking about Sherry Lynn Brooks here, no? No, who's that? Really? Garth Is Brooks? Garth Brooks. Oh, Sugar Mama. Sugar I was like, babe. why are we talking about Sugar, Sugar Mama? <laughs> Okay, that's funny. I thought you were talking about some country, and I was like, why are we bringing up Garth Brooks' wife? <laughs> I was like, what, they got five kids? Um, okay, so Ernie was working two jobs to support the family of seven, running bat manufacturing machines for D-Bat and working nights at a Little Caesars <laughs> pizza place. And successful. Like, okay. He was murdered. Let's be respectful. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Good for him. Holding down two jobs. He Good was for him. out there trying. Though I believe, I wrote this 
I wrote this one a while back, so if I remember correctly, I do think that he has like some like gaming addictions and stuff, and he may have been physical towards Samantha in the mm-hmm. past. Um, Still, so maybe like a maybe. minor roast is allowed, <laughs> no matter how sad at the end of the day it is because it is sad but also they were like living in filth like Mm -hmm. i'm sure she could have done way fucking more to support the family as well but like like all the kids were sharing one room they said that there was like poopy diapers everywhere feces so they were living in filth so it's Mm -hmm. just it's super sad Um, So Samantha started a YouTube channel thinking it might generate extra income. So like she's like, oh, I know, I'll help. And she's like, I'll make a YouTube channel, but don't ask me to work. Honestly, though, it would probably cost them more if she went to work. Like for childcare for five fucking kids. Yeah. So like like she'd have to be at home. At some point, you wouldn't be able to go to work. Yeah. Who knows if the states even has childcare subsidy or whatever? I know Canada's subsidy program is bullshit. But like, she'd still probably be paying like, like in Canada, four, eight, twelve, and they're they're all like around the same ages too, twelve, sixteen. Like, I think she'd be paying two grand a month after subsidy. Yeah. For care. Yeah. So there would be no no point in working. no point in working. Um, so like starting the YouTube channel, maybe she could do that at the same time as watch her kids. Though again, it doesn't really seem like she watched them very well. Her videos discussed her passions, her personal life, and the struggles of being a young mother of five. She watched them just fine. She watched them play in filth and. Living. No, I don't think so. I think she like didn't watch them do all of it. I really think like that she, she like didn't shut know the that door. She knew she didn't watch it though. She just like closed the door and she was like, "Okay, so today, me, 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 me." Um, also, did I talk about me? And oh my god, life is so hard for me. <laughs> what a trap! Like the whole world has become a real big fucking trap for young people. Let's just get on social media and try to make our money and won't actually contribute i just don't understand like did she did she not know what birth control was is it not is it expensive there i mean at the very least condoms i mean i can't see it because they've got these planned parenthood where she could go and get yeah stuff yeah i'm sure of it I'm sure or if the it. person that you're with can't afford contraception, why are you doing it? Like, then they're not responsible well, obviously enough. Obviously, she wanted more kids. <clears throat> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. So, <clears throat> she allegedly became almost obsessed with the internet at this point, wanting desperately to be famous. As per surrounding family, she started paying less attention to her children and family and more towards her dream. Ernie didn't like this, but he had his own habits. So, you know, he really liked a game and he had an online avatar and like he would talk to other people and he married a female gamer's character in the game 
And when Samantha found out about that, she was pissed. Um, took it as cheating. From what I could find, it appears that Ernie then agreed to marry Samantha in 2014 to make amends and likely to appease her. I don't understand the whole gamer thing. Like, it's a fantasy world. It's not real. Why would she be mad that his character married another character? Because it is real. You know, like, it would be an emotional... Like, they talk. They could probably talk on, like, Mike and stuff, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still, they didn't get married. There were two characters in a video game. Yeah, no, he was probably talking to the chick going, like, Yeah, you want to marry me? Like, they would probably be nasty. Again, I don't, it's, I don't get it. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, although he married her to appease her, their marriage sure didn't last long. In the early morning hours of February 20th, 2015, Rosie Wolford, Samantha's mother, received a frantic phone call from Samantha. Rosie told a news outlet called Snapped, quote, she said there were intruders and apparently they had kidnapped him, Ernie. I finally managed to hear her say, I'm tied up and now I'm really freaking out. I've never been so scared in my life. So she's just kind of like recalling that phone call. Rosie called her sister, Ginger Kesterson, who lived nearby and drove over to the home. That is where she found Samantha upstairs. Samantha was gagged and her hands were tied behind her back. Okay, question, question. Mm -hmm. How was she gagged and she told? How were her hands tied behind her back and she called? (laughs) That too, but then she she spoke words. Uh Uh-huh. Through the gag. All right. The kidnap. Bleh. My husband's been kidnapped and they tied me up. Well, that's what I, 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 I said. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, none of it makes sense, right? Like, her story was not very well written. Um, so, her hands were tied behind her back. Her feet were also bound. So once freed, Samantha then calls 911. So her family didn't call 911. They came. They untied her. She calls 911. She tells the operator what happened. She doesn't seem too concerned about 911 uh, getting there, like, as fast as possible. She's just more like, this happened and then this happened and also this and also this happened to me. She's not, like, calling and being like, they could still be near, like, Go find my husband. They just took him. Like, she she does not give a fuck if they go I to try not. and find the husband. She wants them more so to come to the residence. Mm-hmm. Instead of be like, where is he? Like, go get him. Go get him before he dies. Um, Let's listen. We'll play the 911 clip here. Cause County 911, what's your emergency? I have a home invasion. My niece is tied up. I I am. I am at the verge of untying my niece at this particular moment. Okay, she's tied up. She is tied up and gagged. And gagged? Is that what yes, you said? ma'am. Is there anybody else there? 
Or where are the kids? The, we have five small infants asleep. Five small infants asleep? Yes, ranging from seven to one. Seven to one years old? Yes, ma'am. Does she know? Um, yeah, where's Did you know who the suspects are? Can I talk to her? Is she able to speak? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hi, Samantha. I know you're upset, but I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Do you need EMS? No, they didn't do anything to be made me wife. She's advising now that I hit her once. Okay. So I just asked my aunt if it was bruising or anything, and she said no, they hit me in the face. Okay. Um, I hit you in the face? Yeah. Um, they had me tied up, and they dragged me down the stairs to face my husband. And when my husband went in and faced me, they hit me in the face. Like, backhand slapped me. And so he looked at me then, and they said, I thought that would get your attention. And I want you to stare at this woman. Do you want us to kill her? And he said, no. And they said, then tell us the truth. And he said, I don't know anything. Officers from the Titus County Sheriff's Department soon arrived on the scene. As authorities searched the home, they noticed no valuables were taken. First red flag. The front door was in pieces and there were obvious signs of a physical struggle. Officers noticed some blood on the wall and even some hair by the door. So it's not matching really like a burglar, like, like it's just not matching up because nothing's missing. So why, why would they take this dude and why didn't they take her? They didn't leave a note asking for money. Like what the fuck's going on? She immediately tries to put this crime on a specific person. This is the show of her life. She, the moment she makes that phone call, she's living out her dream of being in a movie. Mm -hmm. Like she is looking at it fully as being an actress and playing a role. And my God, is she bad? I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't see it that way because it was terrible. No, it was really bad. She's a bad actress. But yeah, no, she just. Fair. It's horrible. Um, the person that she immediately tries to put the crime on won't be named as they aren't charged and seemingly have nothing to do with the case. It's all Samantha's made up plot. She dreamt of being an actress and this is her great debut. Always wanted to be an actress. I think it is so much fun. I've been extras in movies. I've had small parts in, in uh, like short films and I've done plays. I think it is so much fun and it is so beautiful. It is the, one of the most amazing forms of art ever to be able to express yourself that way. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. Police aren't buying the plot as it doesn't friggin' make sense. The lack of blood and everything is just off compared to the story she's laying out in front of them. Samantha says, are you guys trying to accuse me of something here? Which, again, that's a guilty queen. Mm -hmm. um, the way that she just jumped at that is weird. Like She's like, she didn't feel like they were eating up what she was serving them. So she got defensive. Listen uh, to police and Samantha talking here just so that you guys can get a sense of her demeanor. Her demeanor. He said, get your shirt and get it quick because mm -hmm. I'm not this type of person. Mm -hmm. So I started rummaging through my closet. He said, I said, get it quick and pushed the knife against my throat. 
So mm-hmm. I just grabbed whatever shirt okay. and put it on. Okay. But he and grabbed my shirt and he started cutting it. He cut it down the, the collar and then he what, said, What's your name? Samantha. Samantha. Wolford. 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 <laughs> Where's that shirt at? Is it downstairs? What color is it? It's gray sweater. Gray sweater? Okay. That's what I was sleeping in. Okay. So she chit chats with the officer for a while too, and her worries seem to go away for a bit. She is already calming down and talking normally. So when they first get there, it's like, ah, la, 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 la. and then like really quickly, she's calming down. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Da, 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 da. She's a bad actress, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's how we uh, sum it down. While the police are there, things are already weird, but they get crazier after Samantha is brought in for questioning. So the interrogation. She claimed she and Ernie were asleep when intruders entered their bedroom. She said, quote, I remember sometime, it was a little after 1 a.m., someone jerking the blankets down, which startled me. Samantha also said one of the attackers held a knife to her throat while Ernie was dragged downstairs and beaten. Afterward, they brought her downstairs as well. Quote, they had me on my knees, forcing him to look at me. It was like they were using me like some kind of taunting factor, and they were punching him in the face with a gun. What were they saying? When they That's when they were asking him about the money, and, and when he asked about the kids, because now I'm here in the living room with him. So he asked about the kids, and that's when they hit him in the face, and it looked like they knocked a tooth out. It was when I was right there face-to-face that I got the majority of what they were saying. Now, where was he in the room when they were hitting him and striking him in the face? Right there, close to the door, on his knees. So was he one was holding him, and the other one was hitting him. Over by the couch, or over by the fireplace? Or no, uh, closer to the door... Like, not far from where his hair was, because the guy pulled his hair up, sawed it off, and dropped it beside him, right beside Dago. So that's where you saw Pretty him much face. where he was, and that's where I saw them hitting in the face with a pistol. And you didn't hear weapon discharge or anything? No, like no, I would have, I would have lost it. And he slapped me in the face on this side, but my aunt said it didn't bruise or anything. Definitely felt like it should have been right in my mouth. I mean, in general, I got my face shoved into a carpet, slammed down. At some point in time, everybody loses their temper, but have I ever acted out and hurt anybody? No. And you can look at my record on that. I have one count of criminal mischief, and that was because I tossed my keys to somebody and let them use my car. Sure. And they didn't have a license. Now, when they cut your shirt off, I mean, was it violent, or did they just yes. take their time? And just no, well, they jerked it out and started slashing at it with this apparently dull box cutter, and then when it didn't work, ripped it off over my head and threw it to the side. So it wasn't completely cut in half? No, they started cutting yeah. like they were going to cut it down or across. And the blade wasn't working, so they said, and ripped it off over my head. I that you can think of anybody I can call talk to other than her. That's the only person they brought up. That's the only thing they said that had any validity other than the other guy's name was, some guy's name was Luke. Okay. What did they say about Luke? He was upstairs. He was the one that had me at knife point. Okay, so that's the guy and they said, Luke, I need you. Okay. And he left me upstairs. So you don't really 
anybody that I don't know any other names. No, he's only got like two friends, and one is named Josh, and the other one's name is Brandon, and we never see those unless we run into them at town. As far as if he's been hanging out with anybody, his sister and her boyfriend, Lainey. <laughs> the whole time, Samantha is crying while telling this story. Fake crying, for sure. Mm-hmm. Samantha said Ernie was removed from the home while she was taken upstairs and bound and gagged. After the intruders left, she wiggled over to her phone and dialed her mother's number with her nose. She claimed the assailants were wearing masks that covered their entire faces and baggy black clothes. During the interrogation, investigators questioned how she was able to call her mom and why she decided not to phone 911 first. Like... Am I going to dial 780 or am I going to dial 911? Mm-hmm. So they asked her that, and she's like, and she claimed that she could only dial with her face, so she couldn't call 911. And then right. Detective Ingram asked, well, how did you dial your mother with your face? Um, and she replied that she simply pressed the first number that came up. And the detectives obviously weren't buying in. Like, and it's like, you don't, I don't know. It's just so hard to push a crazy person like that. It's like, okay, so did you get numbers up, find a contact, then call? Or are you saying that you have a speed dial? Like, is speed dial even a thing anymore? Don't think so. No, like, if you, I think if you had your contact list up. But I, I mean, she just so happened to have her contact list up. Was it a smartphone? Because let me just see. Of course, her. it was a smartphone. I mean, I guess this is 2014, so it's possible it wasn't. But let me just see here. No, it would. It would be a smartphone. I even had one. But you're using your hand to hit it with your nose. Ixney. <laughs> 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 Fair enough. And it's hard. I'm just saying. I this just tried to do seven eight. <laughs> I just tried to do seven eight oh and I mean I was close, but no cigar. And that was me looking at it in my hand. Using your hand, bringing your phone to your nose <laughs> instead of just using the hand that the phone is in. <laughs> um uh, that one's sewing. <laughs> whatever. I tried. Experiments. I'm all about the experiments. <laughs> Um, so they weren't they weren't buying it. Investigators did a trace on Ernie's phone and around 3.20 a.m. got a ping in nearby Pittsburgh, Texas. However, they were unable to locate him and the signal later went dead. So one second it was on, the next it was dead. Hmm. Detectives also soon learned Samantha had called the police on Ernie in 2014, alleging that he attacked her. Ernie was brought in for questioning, and he was ultimately arrested. As part of that arrest, an emergency protective order was issued against him. It's important to note that Ernie's family say these allegations are false. So do we have a woman who felt abused, who took matters into her own hands, or do we have a manipulative, crazy bitch who thought she could get away with murder with her mediocre acting skills? Well... Once you have all the details, you can decide for yourself. (laughs) Investigators asked her about the events of the day leading up to the attack. 
She claimed she was at the hospital visiting a friend who was having a baby. In the middle of the interview, Samantha had an epiphany, she said, and then told investigators, there's this guy I met yesterday. His name's Johnny Reb. He could have done it. Samantha claimed she met Johnny at the hospital and had loaned him her car to drive their friend home from the hospital. She had told him about Ernie's alleged abuse, to which Johnny was pissed. Apparently, he then offered to somehow intervene in her situation. Authorities learned Johnny Reb's real name was Jonathan Kyle Sanford and that the 25-year-old had recently been released from prison. Samantha said he had just texted her from the hospital and detectives rushed there to catch him. Johnny and brother-in-law Jose Antonio Palms, is how I believe it is said, were both taken in and charged with aggravated kidnapping. Johnny portrayed a similar but somewhat different story. He said he had met Samantha days earlier at the hospital through his girlfriend, Sharla Kemp, who had just given birth. Samantha told him about Ernie's alleged abuse, and Johnny told her he could take Ernie out of the picture. To help him, Johnny recruited Jose and another friend, Octavius Lamar Rhymes. They originally intended to plant meth in Ernie's truck and set him up for a drug bust. On the night of February 19th, Johnny, Octavius, Samantha, and her children drove in her vehicle to buy meth from Octavius's cousin. She brought her kids. Wow. Gold star. Classy. At some point, they decided murdering Ernie would be easier than planting drugs. Perhaps they thought it was cheaper. I think cheaper makes more sense than easier. Right? Uh, I don't know. Um, who knows, but... Stupid. Seriously stupid. On the way to the murder, Johnny, Jose, and Octavia smoked the meth they had bought. Okay, so they bought meth. <laughs> Sorry. <I laughs> so they already had it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I bet you they were like, okay, wait, we could just kill him and, and keep this for us. Meth. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh my god. That is so funny, but not funny. All at the same After beating Ernie, they drove him to a remote area in neighboring Camp County, Texas, where Jose shot him in the back of the head. They had hit him in the head multiple times with the pistol. They had hit him across the face with it. They had punched him, but the death came from being shot in the back of the head. Johnny helped investigators locate and retrieve Ernie's body. The charges were then upgraded to include murder. Authorities then found text messages Samantha sent Octavius while police were trying to trace Ernie's phone. They read, quote, Kill Ernie's phone. Shut that shit down. Ditch phone. Move. That's according to court documents. Oh, my goodness. They're never going to find you out. You are <laughs> good at what you do. Should hire you myself. <laughs> Just kidding, Heather. Yeah, looking over at her wife. <laughs> she like looked over like, fuck you. Samantha was then arrested and charged with aggravated kidnapping and murder. 
Octavius Rhymes was apprehended and charged similarly on February 26th, 2015. Jonathan and Jose pleaded guilty in April 2016 and were each sentenced to 50 years in prison. Not long enough, in my opinion, but whatever. Kidding. (laughs) In December of that year, Octavius went to trial and was found guilty on all counts, receiving a combined 93-year prison sentence. Samantha went on trial for the murder of her husband, Ernie, in September 2017. She was found guilty and received a 99-year prison sentence to be served consecutively with a 50-year sentence for kidnapping. From the Titus County Sheriff's Office, a little over two years ago on a bitter cold February morning, Jonathan Kyle Sanford, Antonio Jose Pons, and Octavius Lamar Rhymes intruded into the home of Ernest Lee Ibarra, who was asleep in the bedroom of his home in in Titus County. The three intruders dragged Ibarra from his sleep and commenced to beat and pistol whip him. Allegedly, one of the men also dragged his wife, Samantha Nicole Wolford, from the bed, tying her up to witness the violence. During the incident, Ernie was removed from his home and was abducted. Titus County Sheriff's Office then received a 911 call reporting the incident. Titus County deputies quickly responded and began to interview the alleged victim, Samantha. While undertaking the initial response, deputies also began an intensive search for... Ernie having neither suspect names nor a suspect vehicle description because she wanted to keep it as vague as possible. Baggy black clothes. Hmm. No judgment, but what's with the names? Like these guys, their names sound gangster. Well, I do believe that all of them, I, I assume Samantha as well, lived, you know, Maybe every neighborhood has, like, a meth cellar, but in from what I know, they don't. So they must live in some kind of uh, yeah. place that like a hood or they knew where to go. Yeah. Maybe not a hood, but I don't know. And, and I mean, if, <laughs> if they knew where to get meth easily, but still decided that it would be easier to kill him... I truly just thought that they wanted the meth. I mean, something, because... Twisted. So stupid. Sick and twisted. Senseless. Senseless. That's a good one. Um, through an intense investigation, the investigators were able to sniff out holes in Samantha's tearful descriptions of three masked and unknown intruders having abducted her husband. Through that investigation... Samantha, hours after the offense, finally revealed to the sheriff and investigators that she knew the men who had kidnapped her husband. And But, like, again, like, she kept, like, changing her story. It was freaking weird. So at that point, like, d- doesn't tell the police this, like, at the house. They have to, like, push and push and push during the interrogation. And then it also turns out that she can, she can name these men and also... They, they drive a Chevy Equinox. Yeah, Equinox, right? Equinox, yeah. So, like, information she had withheld until hours into the investigation. 
So like she didn't care about the efforts to go into finding her husband. It's either because she doesn't give a fuck, knows that he's already dead, or because she doesn't give a fuck and knows. Like it's both. All of the above. Yeah. It's all everything. So those men had taken him to the remote location southeast of the Lone Star Steel Mill in Camp County. And that is uh, where he got taken into the woods and executed. One of the suspects ended up leading Sheriff Ingram and his investigators to the scene of the murder and the body of Ernest. On Monday, September 11th, 2017, a Camp County jury was selected and Samantha Nicole Wolford again stood trial, this time for her role in the murder of her husband, Ernest, because the police were at work finding evidence so that they can make sure that she would be found guilty. Mm -hmm. On Thursday, September 14th, that same jury found Samantha guilty of the offense of murder and gave that 99-year sentence that we talked about. That is, that's the gist of her case. But, like, honestly, her acting was horrible. There were, I remember there were things that I was, like, going to talk about, which I'll just talk about now. There was pieces of information that she kept, like, accidentally changing. So, like, I remember one, it was, her phone was across the room. And then next it was, oh, well, it was in her lab. It was hidden in her lap. Anyway. Hmm. It's like, okay. How did, like, if it was over there, how did you get it? And then she kept changing. Hmm. Whether it be, like, at the I house. remember the phone being a thing, yeah. Yeah, the phone was a thing. The dogs, the dogs were out. That was, like, a weird thing as well. Hmm. Um, her own aunt ended up saying like when we got there like it wasn't <laughs> oh yes it wasn't that crazy. i remember that yeah 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 not worth it you know i don't know why she would uh do all this this chick she's just uh she's just an idiot this was just more of like a and it, it sucks because like i don't want to say it's lighthearted because like there's still somebody who lost their life their life but at the same time it's like what the fuck were they thinking? Like, it's just a clusterfuck of a crime. And, like, what was the motive here? It was because, apparently, he laid hands on her, which his family says that's totally false. But also, what kind of what kind of people meet somebody at a hospital, and then she just starts talking about it right away? Like, obviously, maybe she was interested in Johnny. So she's like, yeah, well, my, my boyfriend, my husband beats me but like in response who goes want me to take care of that for you i got a couple friends we're gonna we're gonna gangsters him. gangsters do that papa poppy cat pop a bullet in your butt <laughs> yeehaw <laughs> yeah um yeah honestly i think that that is all i okay i know what i kind of wanted to get at with the lightheartedness it's not that he lost his life it's that i wanted to roast her during all these clips and stuff like it's like girl your youtube sucked you suck at acting i'm like that clip where she's like yeah, yeah, what did yeah, she yeah, say yeah, yeah. 
And then he's like, who told me to get down here or something? <laughs> like the cop, you like, you can almost hear him go, whoa, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good. But yeah, that's Samantha Whirl. Whirly, whirly poo. And I'm she's feeling, in I'm jail for silly. the rest of her pathetic. Hey, do we know what happened to her five kids? Um, <laughs> probably with family. I would imagine. Like, there's a lot of family involved, so. Or personal assistance. Honestly, five checking. kids, maybe they each got one. That's That wasn't nice of me. <laughs> that wasn't very nice. You get a kid, you get a kid, and you <laughs> get a kid. Everybody gets a kid. Nah, I'd be like, I'd be like, um, I want at least one set of twins, please. Not me, man. That's so sad, though. Keep for those the twins. Kids. I, but at the same time, everything happens for a reason. I bet you those kids were living in the the squalor, the the feces, yep. the filth, and although they lost Ernie their daddy, but is, at least they're probably, hopefully, in a better spot. Unless they got turned into foster care, which you're spouse is looking into it at the moment find anything it sounds like they're with his family that's okay. what i thought too and they are staying fairly happy with the family so much i have to kiss my son when he wants me to okay according to our last minute research the kids are with ernie's family and uh, everybody's happy with the sentence so that's a good place to uh, close the book on this bitch. Thanks for listening. Back, throw it back into the fireplace, or um, that can go into the. That's that's definitely in the the see and never pile. <laughs> yeah, for sure. See and never pile. Rip Ernie. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five star rating, it'll help our show grow. Check out our TikTok where you can find interesting photos and content on most released episodes. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube at True Crime Story Podcast, where the discussion can continue. If you wish to contact us, you may do so via email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com or Facebook Messenger. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, join our Patreon, and visit Buy Me a Coffee. Um, all of which will be linked in the show notes. And if you have time after all of that, <laughs> leave us a review, please. And and send us your stories. And do send that. Send us your, your audio clips. Send us your Radio PDFs, whatever. It doesn't even have to be something like, like too true crimey if you don't want if it's just a story that you want to tell us something that you're going through right now mm -hmm. like literally the segment is called let's talk about it so let's just talk about it honestly that's right we're gonna run out of serial killers eventually or murders and crimes no we won't yes we will it'll be a nice break it'll be a nice and we can throw it in some can be like true crime and then like it could be like but i accidentally did the mcdonald's thing but it could be like, now we're going to do a Am I the Asshole segment, which I just, I love those. Anyway, I'm Bree. And I'm Shire. And we'll see you on the next chapter. Bye. Bye.